All right, are we ready? Yes, I even changed into a caftan because there's a lot of <gasps> casseroles. Very nice. I'm yes. so excited. Thank you for dressing for the occasion. You're welcome. I'm living my I'm living my best. This uh, is living your dream. best. 19. It are you're the I million am. Roper March all on your own. I am. You know, when I first started becoming obsessed with caftans, I had like real Elizabeth Taylor dreams, and I've just leaned. <laughs> I've just I've leaned into my mrs roper tendencies like that's who i well, am i'll tell you heart. what you have you have elizabeth taylor taste with a mrs roper budget so sometimes you know <laughs> that's what we that's gotta true. we gotta do what we that, gotta do you know that's true hi everyone hi everybody welcome this is our podcast and welcome to Gag Reflex. Don't sing. I want to sing it. I want to sing it so fucking bad. You know, don't I do. be a banana okay. today. Okay. All right. Just a little hum. Just a humming. All right. <laughs> you know who we should. You know who you need to see if who's available on Fiverr. Ew. See if Barry Manilow is available on Fiverr. That motherfucker. Is he alive? He's. Okay, I'm offended. He, he is alive. First of all, that was the first concert I ever went to when I was five years old. I'll have you know. Did you know that he wrote the Band-Aid jingle? I did not. I'm a pepper. Really? You're a pepper. Well, this yes, harkens back callback to, to our Prunes episode. He started in the bathhouses of New York. Uh, did you know this? As Bette Midler's accompanist. What's Bette Midler doing singing in a bathhouse? We all have to start somewhere. Right. Modest beginnings. Okay. This is fascinating to me. I know. So I'm wondering if you can just take a look and see if he's available on Fiverr. Uh, and we'll do that for 10 to $15. Yeah, I'll let you know. Barry, if you're out there, we're looking for a composer. All right. Wait, are we, are we reaching out to celebrities? I don't know. Can we? Dolly? We have a podcast? Dolly, Dolly, are you there? Dolly, Aretha? And or look at I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. You know who I would take just speaking the name of our podcast because you so rarely hear him speak. Who? My boyfriend, Robert Mueller the third. Robert Mueller. Robert Mueller. If you have I know you're you're not busy right now. If you're you're you've got nothing whatsoever going on. If you're listening, on. maybe you could do a little <laughs> little little jingle for us. That'd be great. Also, I'm okay with Sam Waterson. I would take his that. doppelganger. Yeah. That'd be if good. If we could get no, him listen, to do, Robert that's Mueller, fine as well. Robert Mueller or Robert you know, Mueller I'm adjacent. not picky. Robert Mueller adjacent is fine. Sam no. Watterson, if you're there, we would love to hear a little gag. Re just welcome to gag reflex. That's it. That's all we need. Yeah. Today we're, we're talking about Campbell's Soup. We are. And the Campbell's Soup cookbook written that's in right. when. So we have a Campbell cookbook, Easy Ways to Delicious Meals. 465 quick to fix recipes using Campbell's convenience. You got a year foods. and a hundred days and you'll never have a repeat. That is right. And it is from, it is the revised edition from 1970. Ooh. And let me tell you, they did not revise to increase the deliciousness. Oh God. I can't wait for the desserts. I feel like in this first season, yeah. the desserts have really come through. It's They've really pulled through for us here. It's not good. So are we going to talk about the in the history first? Yeah, let's do that. So what, what can you tell me about camp, the Campbell's Company? 
Well, the Campbell Soup Company is, as you may or may not probably assume, the number one maker of soups in the world. Today, we're going to talk specifically about the soups. But I do want to point out that they own pretty much fucking every processed food known to man. Indeed. Uh, yeah. So Campbell's now owns V8, Petbridge Farm, Goldfish, Milano, Swanson, Your Hungry Man Dinners, etc., Prego, SpaghettiOs, Vlasic, and wow. Holy- yeah, Vlas- and this one really shocked me. They own Godiva. Godiva? Chocolates? So if you think they own Godiva chocolates, if you think you're getting a fancy fucking chocolate, you're getting it from the Campbell Soup Company. I'm telling you, the Campbell Soup Company owns Godiva. I, I find this to be really upsetting. Well, <laughs> that may be the like, next Those are supposed to be like lovely Belgian chocolates. Well, they're lovely Belgian chocolates, I think, made in Camden, New Jersey. So they're Belgian-esque. That's horrible. Welcome to America. <laughs> Where capitalism is king and Lady Luck is queen. So the Campbell Soup Company traces its roots back to 1869. It was a partnership between a man named Joseph Campbell, who was a fruit merchant, and Abraham Anderson, a manufacturer of ice boxes or refrigerators for you kids. Uh, they also sold canned vegetables, minced meats, mm, delicious, mm, yum. jellies and condiments. Yes. Uh, canned goods were a relatively recent innovation at the time, and um, Campbell and Anderson entered the market pretty slowly. They packaged cans by hand, and they sold them from the back of a horse-drawn wagon in Camden, New Jersey, where the company was located. In 1876, about eight years later, they entered some of their foods, including their soup, into competition where? Wait, oh no, the World's Fair again? Well, it says the Centennial Exposition in Philadelphia, and if that is not the World's Fair, it is something quite akin that to must it. Be. I don't know. I mean, it's gotta be different, it but it's World's Fair adjacent, to be sure. Because the soup won a fucking medal for quality, and the award inspired Mr. Campbell to try selling his products nationwide. So he bought out Anderson's share of the company and later took on this guy, Arthur Dorrance, who I'm pretty sure owned all of Pennsylvania. He was a very wealthy man. He took him on as a new partner in the Joseph Campbell and Company, which later became Joseph Campbell Preserve Company. Mr. Campbell retired then in 1894 and he died six years later. But I feel like he might have been a good guy. The company took sort of a weird turn after he died, but... I, I really, he was just trying to sell some nice things. Anyway, so he died six years later. By then, though, the Campbell name was so recognizable that Mr. Dorrance, who had become president and general manager of the company, retained it. In 1896, the company built a large factory in Camden and expanded its product line to include prepared meats, sauces, canned fruits, ketchup, and plum pudding. Oh, my God. So the next year, Arthur Dorrance hired his nephew, John Thompson Dorrance, who was a chemical engineer and organic chemist. He was a recent Ph.D. graduate of Cornell University, and it was rumored that he received a very tiny salary at that point of $7.50 a week. But it didn't really fucking matter because he was from an incredible, the Dorrances, as I said, were an incredibly wealthy family and he lived in a fucking mansion and was heir to a railroad fortune. So I'm pretty sure he didn't really give a shit what how much he made. Now, as it turns out, the nephew, John Thompson Dorrance, was actually critical in the evolution of the Campbell Company. 
1899, Dorrance discovered a way to prepare commercially condensed soup, eliminating water from the contents totally. Oh, that was pretty fucking genius. That was pretty fucking genius. It, mostly because it conserved... Wait, wait eliminating... Eliminating the water totally? Like, there there's might no be... water in there? It's just, like, soup solids? I mean, it's a gelatinous thing, as you know. Yeah, I've opened it's a, kinda, used a can There's got to be, like... There's probably... He eliminated a lot of the water. There's probably... He... There's got to be He some. probably just eliminated the majority of the water. Okay. Um, Let's say that. And saving so much money. Water is fucking heavy to transport. Mm-hmm. And it also Super made heavy. it possible to put more soup in a smaller package. So you save money on the packaging as well, right? Packaging, shipping, and storage. All of that you save money on. It was about saving money, not about of course it was. casserole convenience, which is no, what it turned into. At that point, he had no idea what a, what he had created for the Midwest. What a boon he had created for the Midwest and their casserole culture. But wait. Um, but wait. The amount that he saved was an entire... He basically, they dropped the cost by a third and they passed wow. the savings on to the to the buyer right if that's so, why you can get a 40 cent can of right so it was a third cheaper than all the soup. other exactly than all the other soups so of course everyone bought campbell's now there were five original varieties okay there was tomato of course delicious classic consomme okay makes sense vegetable mm. chicken mm. and oxtail hmm I love oxtail. Have you ever had oxtail? I really gravy? like. It's well, I haven't had oxtail. Amazing. I've had oxtail soup, like oxtail, right? And I think that's delicious. Is, I'm not interested in flavorful. it in condensed form. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know how it. I mean, it obviously was popular enough I that just, it was sold and remained yeah. one of the top five. Or I don't think know, that's, is that they available anymore. I don't think so. Hmm. It may be available internationally. There's certainly not a domestic call for it. So I'm not going to lie. I'm a hundred percent checking eBay right yeah, now. Yeah, check. I can see. I'm going to talk. I'm going to continue while you're while you're doing your research. You do that throughout the years. Dorrance was promoted to manager and then president, and eventually he became the sole owner of Campbell hmm. when he bought out his uncle Arthur Dorrance. It turned out that Dorrance was not only an amazing chemist. Uh-huh. By creating this whole idea of, you know, eliminating water, but he was also a marketing genius. Oh, wow. By 1904, the company sold 16 million cans of soup a year. Wow. Yeah, there were like 15 people living in the United States in 1904. <laughs> um, it was also in 1904 that John Dorns introduced the Campbell's Kids characters. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? All those, I do. those little yeah, white those babies little with, the, mm-hmm, yeah. with the white babies with the, the red cheeks. They were used in a series of ads placed on trolley cars throughout the U.S. and specifically targeted toward women. What a shock. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In 1912, Campbell began growing its own produce in an effort to standardize quality. That's nice. Oh, that's good. So they had their own farms. And they also, in 1936, they began making their own tin cans. Oh, wow. So they were a one-stop shop. Dorrance boosted sales of soup by pushing the idea of using condensed soup at... Now, here you go. He boosted sales of soup by pushing the idea of using condensed soup as an ingredient yeah. in easy-to-make recipes. Yeah, he and did. And the first of many Campbell cookbooks... The first one in was published in 1916. Wow. It was called 
helps for the hostess. He also oversaw a program to present free samples of Campbell's soup to housewives in major mm-hmm. metropolitan Smart. areas. Campbell's continued to introduce new varieties of soup throughout the decade, including chicken with rice and cream of celery, which, ugh, gross, gross. of gross. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, my God. I, someone was saying, I heard somebody say they were talking about celery. It's basically water in solid form. <laughs> like, just fucking disgusting. That's gross. Fucking disgusting. I like anyway, celery, but no. I, I don't want to make know. a I, I don't like, want to eat a soup made of it. Here's the thing about celery. It does, it seems just like, it's like a bitchy vegetable. It feels to me like a mean girl vegetable. <laughs> So during the 1920s, John Dorns changed the business name to the Campbell's Soup Company. All right. Good idea. And in the 1930s, Campbell's introduced their first radio jingle, which remains to this day, Campbell's Mm-mm Good. Yeah, I don't know that one. Not written by Barry Manilow, but that's okay. That's probably why it's concise. All right. Now, <laughs> I don't need any of your anti-Fanilow business today, ma'am. I'm sorry. All right. The company published its first full-length cookbook in 1941, titling it Easy Ways to Good Meals. The company also advertised on several family-oriented programs, including Lassie and the Donna that's Reed Show. That's the cookbook we have, Easy Ways to Delicious Meals. <gasps> that's it! So yeah. We'll start right. So the first one was in 1941. So this is a 1970s reprinting. This is the 1970s version. Campbell introduced two new lines of soup in the 1960s and 70s. Manhandler soups were created in response from homemakers for a more substantial food for their spouses. Oh, well, for their spouses. <laughs> God forbid they should eat something. God forbid. Right. Exact. Well, you know, they've had a busy day. They'll have a stalk of celery and lick a stamp for dessert. So there you are. (laughs) Junkie soups also were created at this time, which feature larger than usual pieces of meat and vegetable. They were introduced in 1970 and promoted with the slogan, so chunky you could eat it with a fork. I remember that slogan. That is not a slogan that I think would fly today. But do you remember, like, in the... Like, oh, I remember. The 80s, I remember. there were like the chunky soups and there were like the football players. I and, totally remember that. In the commercials and their moms. The hungry man. Yeah, yep. but their moms were like, my son needs. Yes. Needs. I do remember that. I, do, I absolutely do. your option. It's so chunky. Oh, you my eat God. your soup with a fork. And they were definitely Southern. Yeah. In the 1970s, Campbell's created a new jingle. Bring on the Campbell's. Soup is good food. I, listen, we can't pick another cookbook where it's just all about you singing. I'm sorry. It's just, I got so excited. Mm-hmm. I can't help all it. Right. I love a good jingle and I'm happy to, you know, spread the wealth. Okay. I'm just going to do a, a very quick divergence into the unfortunate moments in Campbell's history. Okay. Because this is an incredibly large company. Obviously, they're going to do some shady dealings. Okay. The Campbell's company was known as a union-busting company. Oh! They were... I asshole. know. Hold on. It gets worse. I mean, I, it doesn't really get worse. It kind of just stays there in that, ah. like, shitty fucking area. They relied heavily on contingent labor, increasing their workforce by 50% during tomato harvest season, and then lay, would lay off those workers eight weeks later. God, what a dick they imported, move. Yeah. They imported thousands of workers from Puerto Rico, Mexico, and the English-speaking Caribbean to fill certain functions and would deny 
any responsibility for the working conditions. Oh, my God. In addition, this incredibly amazing man who, like, revolutionized advertising and the way soup was made <laughs> refused to raise his soup selling price for years oh no and he so he yeah, paid everybody less he paid everybody less he basically he counterbalanced rises in other co- i mean because inflation oh, exists regardless right so costs around him were going up so he would push down the cost of production uh. And the people on the receiving end of his efforts, the production workers, they didn't accept like this speed up and intensification of work, which was required, right. you know, making the conveyor belt faster or whatever. And basically a decades long trench warfare ensued. Oh my God. The workers rose up. It took workers over seven years to finally unionize as they were being consistently thwarted by the company, which incidentally was one of the three main companies in Camden. So if you wanted to work in New Jersey, you had to work at Campbell's or one of the other two companies that were most likely equally as terrible regarding workers' rights. Fuck off, Campbell's. Uh, Finally, you know, on occasion, Campbell had problems with government regulators. And in 1969, our amazing friend, uh, H.J. Hines, who we love, I know we love him so much. And those motherfuckers did a whistleblowing like none other. They tipped off the federal Mm-hmm. The Campbell and its advertising agency placed clear glass marbles in the bowls of soup that it used in its TV commercials to make them look thicker. Now, I don't understand how that would work. I don't That's some kind of weird mirror I don't science. Understand it. But I But end love. result is Heinz, we love you. Campbell's you're lying, cheating, union busting scum, and fuck off. Now I think all your rest That's exactly are trashier right. than I thought. <laughs> And then in 1989, the FTC charged that Campbell misrepresented many of its soups by claiming that they were linked to a reduced risk of heart disease. You know, when in with their giant sodium intake or uh, content. Ballsy ass. It says when, in fact, Campbell's soups were really, really high in sodium and terribly unhealthy for you. Uh, And then in 1992, because of that, Campbell's did agree to change its advertising. Good. So that's it. That is. Did they agree to stop union busting? I, unclear. I. I'm a little disappointed because I mean I'll admit that like when I want tomato soup, oh you're gonna have Campbell's. I, I really like just a Campbell's tomato soup. I find it delicious, and like now, but now you're now, now you're basically drinking the tears of workers. Is what assholes? you're doing. Do we know? I don't know if there's. St- and busters um i mean that's it's been a while yeah. i can't imagine they're that's free sad. but i honestly i did not well, research listen, that far now it. now i'm gonna not so much mind making fun of okay, them okay excellent for, bring it on for the bullshit that is in this cookbook okay are we are we talking about the cookbook now We're talking about the cookbook so as i mentioned this is a campbell's cookbook easy ways to delicious meals um from 1970 the fur the Cover photo is something called Saucy Beef Roulade Continental, Ooh. which looks like, I'll tell you what it looks like and then I'll tell you what it is. Okay. Um, what it is doesn't sound so awful, but what it looks like is literally if you just popped the can of tomato soup like in one gelatinous thing. 
Ooh, out does of it, can. Does it still have the ridges? It looks like that. If you like <laughs> made a pyramid of what? those cans on top of green beans and pearled onions, and it, like it just, I don't it's, understand why they would pick this the pearl, as the. Are, like, I don't understand why you would pick this as the cover photo because it's really just deeply unattractive as a photo. So what it is, is it's thinly sliced round steak that you then oh. like roll up in a stuff like with stuffing inside and you fasten it with toothpicks. So you make like a roll. OK, mm-hmm. but it's like a of like meat with stuffing in it. And then you cover it in condensed tomato soup that you put <gasps> that you pr- pretend is a sauce. So you don't you like thin it out only a tiny bit. Right. A little bit of water. You add a little bit of oregano and by a little bit of oregano I mean an eighth of a teaspoon of oregano like you may as well not put and it's dried oregano that has been dried since the early 20s so what the fuck is the point of that okay and one small clove of garlic oh well well, that's flavor town if ever I saw it yeah so basically you like fry those roulades of meat with filled with stuffing until the meat is cooked and then you coat them in that sauce and you pile them up into a pyramid and put them on a plate of green beans and pearl onions and it just a meat pyramid so this cookbook i just wanted to talk about the cover photo for a second but this cookbook it's organized a little bit oddly there's just like there's just crazy ass chapters so we'll get started the first are we starting with appetizers is there any sense to it whatsoever we start with a chapter called the menu planning almanac oh so they just sort of go through they go through the holidays of the year and they offer out they offer you recipes that you might want to serve for those holidays so like they start with new year's candlelight supper and there's nothing too too appalling and i mean it's your typical like casserole stuff which i feel like you could dress it up a little for new year's but there you go is there champagne Um, in it what's in it that makes it new year's worthy so they suggest for a new year's supper do they have pairings do they do wine pairings with it they do not do wine pairings (laughs) and wait Um, i can I ask a question before we get into yeah. like the specifics? Is this a giant tome? Like no, you're talking about four hundred sixty-five recipes. Yeah, it's so pretty how long. It's talk? it's like the last recipe is on page one eighty-six. So we're gonna have All to right. scooch okay. ahead in this menu planning almanac. I think the the one recipe that's really worth talking about because I do it real early is they suggest that for a sunny patio luncheon, mm. first serve consomme, which Let's face it, it's just self-serving. Like, they just want you to heat up Campbell's coffee. Exactly. That's correct. And then they would like you to serve a shrimp and cheese mold. Oh. Yeah. So, it's worse. Oh, no. Oh, no. Why is it... It how much worse can it get? Because it's... Shrimp and cheese. And you know, yet again, is Mm -hmm. my fucking fish and dairy that i, I do not I like, don't like it right. Right. i don't like it either mm. but so this is one envelope of unflavored gelatin so like to campbell's credit they didn't like jello they didn't insist on like lemon flavored jello to go with the shrimp which is what a lot of these cookbooks would have done so this is unflavored gelatin v8 juice a little extra lemon. I wonder if they owned V8 at they this do point. Own, yeah, I'm they sure do they own did. V8. An envelope of unflavored gelatin. One and a half cups of V8 juice. 
some lemon juice, a package, a whole three ounce package of softened cream cheese. Mm. I know it's that V8 juice and cream cheese. I'm almost, I'm like already out because this is a gelatin mold essentially. That's V8. <laughs> God, so it's V8 flavored Jello it's V8 is what it is. Cream cheese flavored Jello with a cup of diced cooked shrimp, a half cup of d- chopped Ooh. celery, some minced onion, and some chopped parsley. I don't know why. Why? And then what? for color, I guess. But like, it's not it's, adding any fucking flavor. No real reason for it. And then, so basically, you just make a Jello mold out of that stuff, and then you unmold and serve it on crisp salad greens, as if that's going to make it better. But like, I'm just because God forbid we serve anything not on a bed of lettuce. I know. Look at ah. So then the other egregious thing that I find in this chapter is that they start what becomes a tradition in this cookbook, which is to. Offer up a dish that is just like, here, you've just cooked because you opened a can of this kind of Campbell's soup and you mixed it with a can of this kind of Campbell's soup. <laughs> so for so Chris, it's totally okay. It's totally okay to cross streams it, in the yeah, book. It's, like they it's totally, different kinds of soups together. It's totally cooking. It's totally cooking. <laughs> so this recipe is called Ruby Consomme. Okay. And then, so you do this with, well, I guess it's tomato juice and not tomato soup, but still, it's two cans of condensed consomme and you mix it with tomato, two soup cans of tomato juice. And that's it. That's the entire recipe. It's just consomme and tomato juice. It's tomato consomme is what it is. Tomato, but that's all the, that's all that fucking tomato soup is. That's what, right. If you have a beef base. Yeah. So it's basically like. You just made. Whatever. Like, I'll tell you what it is. Right, but it's Campbell's. I'm sure that it's Campbell's tomato su- tomato yeah, juice. Yeah, no, it totally is. But, it, but just I just spending more money to make one fucking thing that you could have made well, in the first the place. It's like it just like it's not even that it sounds gross. It sounds fine, but it just annoys me. Like fuck you, because they're fucking you. Yes. I'll tell you what. Listen, bananas may have had a bad rap because because of the Banana Republic and all. I know these. Goddamn capitalists. I, I this is just why don't you spend more money on well, I mean look, this but they is, do it again. This is greed for greed. They do sake. it again. All right. They do go it again. On. And the way they do it again is but like for Sunday night fireside supper, they suggest you serve New England chowder. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, later on in this book, they call for a can of New England clam chowder. Right. But they that's have not what this England. recipe is. Mm-hmm, they have oh. it. No, this is chopped onion, like softened in some butter and margarine, or margarine, and then right. you add to that a can of condensed cream of celery soup, a can of condensed Manhattan style clam chowder. What? Mm-hmm. A can. What? Of, I, wait. A can of condensed vegetarian vegetable soup. Why I don't know. You put clams in there. Then three soup cans milk and some extra flaked cooked white fish. This literally fucking makes no sense. This is like if I I asked my eight-year-old son to prepare dinner and he just took every can in the pantry and dumped it in when they very well know they have a fucking New England clam chowder available. This isn't even like, ooh, this is gross. This is just idiocy. Thank you. So it pisses me off. 
basically, I wanted to talk about that because it makes me like now that I know about their like labor law violations. Also, like I'm belligerently mad about this. Like it's so. I think you should be. It's it's a waste of fucking money. Exactly. Like Like, it's taking advantage of everybody. Like they kept they kept their soup prices super low, but you have no pun intended. But you have to you have to buy like eight soups to when you could have just bought a can of fucking New England clam chowder. When you could have just bought a can of fucking New England clam chowder. Okay, so next... I don't like how no, this me is neither. going. So next is Tasty Appetizers and Snacks. This is just a fucking rage episode is what it is. Okay. All right, so go it, on. I'm going to Norma Ray all over this so goddamn tasty episode. Tasty Appetizers and Snacks is where Campbell's Soup tries to convince you that a can of uncondensed soup can double as a dip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's so gross. All right, so, well... So you'll recall that the very last recipe was New England chowder that was a bullshit chowder recipe. So this next recipe is called Zippy Clam Dip. And what is the first ingredient? One can of New England chowder soup. Of fucking New England clam chowder soup. Frozen. Frozen. Woe betide the woman who reads this and then goes to the next page and is like, well, Jesus fucking Christ, I could have just bought a can of fucking soup of New England clam chowder out of all of this. Instead of putting 17 cans together. So this is a can of condensed clam chowder, New England style, just blended with a package, an eight ounce package of cream cheese. And, okay. and that, that is gross. And that's, that's is, its own right. I, I mean, I know, but, also, but I, also, I am angry about it. I also, I have a sidebar, Your Honor. Okay. If it pleaseth the court, zippy clam. I know. That sounds like a recipe for food, for yes, food it poisoning. absolutely does. That sounds like food Wait, poisoning. Wait, it gets worse. I have definitely said, can taste this. It tastes a little zippy to me. I've done that with hummus. <laughs> Taste this, it tastes a little zippy. Yeah, that's zippy. Okay. Don't eat it. Okay. Throw it out. So so that's zippy clam dip with New England clam chowder. And then you recall that in the last recipe, they suggested you use a can of Manhattan clam chowder in order to make a New England chowder. Right. Right? So in this one, for they say for variety, try this. Try making a Manhattan clam dip by taking this basic recipe and adding two tablespoons no. of minced onion no. and two tablespoons of ketchup. Yeah. Oh, there's where the ketchup comes in. I'm surprised. But, I thought they were going to say tomato but soup, Jesse, but they threw me a curveball there with the ketchup. Then why wouldn't you take a can of condensed Manhattan clam chowder I know. and mix that with, listen, I don't want to eat any of it, but if you were going to do it, if you were going to do it. I think we need to title this episode Rage Rage Against the Cream of Broccoli <laughs> because I am pissed in every I'm kind so of way. In I'm so pissed. All so listen, all of the rest of these recipes me. are also just similarly some gross condensed soup mixed with cream cheese. There's black bean soup mixed with cream cheese, condensed cream of shrimp soup, which I did not know was a thing mixed with cream cheese. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Pizza f- Mixed with cream exactly. cheese, and the cream exactly. cheese is what dipifies it. <laughs> I really it. like that verb. Yes. <laughs> they dipified it. Um, then there's a pizza... A dip, you dip, we dip. There's a pizza-flavored hot cheese dunk. Ew. <laughs> That's condensed... What's, it's condensed wait. cheddar cheese soup, which I didn't know it was, a, was a thing. Then Swiss cheese. What, that's cheddar... Is that queso? I, no, it's condensed cheddar. I don't know. Like, I think it's like... It's like... 
It's like that's queso, queso, isn't it? It's like cheddar and broccoli soup without the broccoli. <laughs> no, it's not queso. No, queso is delicious. This sounds horrible. Um, so it's a can of condensed cheddar seeds soup, eight slices of Swiss cheese cut up, two tablespoons of ketchup. That's what makes it taste like pizza, I guess. Ew. Why not? They have tomato soup at their hands. Why are they resorting know. to ketchup? An eighth of what a teaspoon fuck? of oregano because, you know, you wanted to taste Italian. <laughs> and a small clove of garlic, and you Ew. just you just oh god! And do you, you put it on you put it on bread or an English muffin or squares. what? Yeah, so to or serve to you spear toast it's squares. No, that those toasts those toasts well, are cut to, in yeah, triangles, to serve and you spear know toast good and well that to fork dunk into hot cheese. Ooh, just so. Good. Oh my god, it's a poor man's fondue. Listen, there's uh, a lot of gross stuff in here. Boy. Um, there's something called melt in your mouths. That's a package of chicken livers with chopped walnuts and bacon. Oh! I, I just don't think you should describe chicken livers as melty. You know, like anyway. And then there's back to your know. zippy problem. Check. Check for dented cans, my my listener, my fair listener. Okay. Well, I mean that's really the worst of it. There, um, there is, however, something. There's there's a little subsection in here called refreshing sippers and the f- Ew, that's mm-hmm. beverages. If there is any no, cream, wait, just of I need you to wait. So the first one is called a frisky sour. No, it's not. I can't even get through no, it. No, it's not. Fris- fris- <laughs> Just a little too drunk. (laughs) Okay, wait. Oh my god. We're gonna have to cut out some of this laughing, I think. Anyway. Oh um, my god. The frisky sour is no still funny. Still funny. Um is two cans of condensed beef broth and you so there's two cans of I'm condensed now because yeah. you say beef broth and then what's no. gonna make it sour so it's two cans of condensed beef broth and a half of a soup can of water so this is still oh. pretty gelatinized oh and then it's precisely eight ice cubes and a, <gasps> and a quarter to a third of a cup of lemon juice so oh no so i'm sorry oh no just not enough liquid to ungelatinized two cans of condensed beef broth. Nama? Yeah? It's a meat shake. It's a meat shake. That's exactly what it is, because you put all of the ingredients in a shaker or jar with a tight-fitting cover. Be sure to use... And they say, be sure to use beef broth, not consomme. I don't know what the trouble is. Cover and shake well and serve in chilled glasses. This is four to six servings. I don't understand. Oh, no! And then the next one is called beef fizz which like who would drink that i don't want my beef to fizz so oh my jesus is there seltzer in there yes so there's (gasps) it's a can of condensed beef broth with half a cup of club soda and a lemon twist no (laughs) club soda not club soda seltzer because club soda has sodium and god for fucking bid you make it seltzer because there's not enough goddamn sodium in a can of campbell's soup but anyway it's like you're licking a salt lick Uh, seltzer is my favorite drink like my i love seltzer it's a lifeline okay, for me. So we'll try, I it with a little, want try it with a little kick of beef open broth. Up, I want to open up the Lost Ark in front of everyone at Campbell's and have them get yes. the Nazi uh, face melt. Because you I'm so angry of what they've done. This is how I feel about when they, when they fuck with stuffing in these cookbooks. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's right. There Nazi you go. Yeah. The no, they totally face. deserve the Nazi face melt. Okay. So last, last is just straight up soup on the rocks. No, it's and not. They, <laughs> and they say. <laughs> it's un- <laughs> It's just so ridiculous that I can't believe I'm suggesting this to you. These people are high. <laughs> they are absolutely, they have to be so fucking drunk to be like, I am, are so stoned. No. That they're, they're not in Quebec because they have no access to poutine. So what they're doing is they're taking a, are you kidding me? They just open a can of whatever yeah. soup they have they're, and they're put it on the wall. They're high on sweatshop fumes. Union busting sweatshop fumes. Okay. So so this is... They probably all have fucking mercury poisoning from the tin can. Okay. So I need to read this to you because it's hysterical. So the easiest and most popular cold soup drink. I would like a peer-reviewed poll, please. No. The easiest and most popular cold soup drink is yours to enjoy anywhere. Simply fill a broad ga- glass with ice cubes. Pour beef broth right from the can over the cubes. Garnish with a slice or a wedge of lemon or lime. Note, for a variety, add a fleck of spice to the beef broth. Perhaps curry, nutmeg, cinnamon, allspice, or ginger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. I need to let you sit with that for a second. <laughs> I don't Finally. Know you can I mean, I can, I, I can tell you how to beverages. top it. Beverages. Ready? Final recipe in this chapter is called <laughs> yes. V8 a la mode. That's how you top it. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. And a la mode, as we know, means of the fashion. And at a certain point in time, I have to assume, you know, was a time when the bustle was right, popular. Because is... that sounds like something mm, yeah, that would happen with the term a la so, mode. Wait, it's worse than what that you're meant thinking. ice cream on a pie. So this is three cups okay, I'm not, of I'm V8 thinking juice. an actual shake. Okay, but go on. Combined with four teaspoons of lemon juice. So, so far, okay. I'm not a V8 fan, but okay. I am a V8 fan, and I do put lemon. I have been known to to put some lemon in my V8, okay? Okay, so it's a little supplemented, lemon-supplemented V8 juice. Fine. You pour, you pour that into chilled glasses, mm-hmm. and then you top each glass with a small scoop of lime sherbet <clears throat> and sprinkle it with what? cinnamon. What? What? I have no explanation for you. What is happening right I'm, now? What's I, going on? I have nothing for you. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing for I you. I feel There's so, I'm so, conf- I'm confused. I'm. I know. It's dark and the wolves are after me. Yeah. I'm in a closet and you're telling me to put a, some fucking lime sherbet. I know. In a cup. With V8. Yeah. And sprinkle with cinnamon. Like, as if it's not bad enough. I know. Because when you add cinnamon, friends, and I am not a cook, but I do fucking know this, that when you add cinnamon to something cold, it just clumps. So what you're looking at is like... Well, Every just, once in a, a while, little, you're a gonna slurp garnish. a big fucking it's ball a little garnish of over the over the sherbet. That's it. Just a little sprinkle, a little sprinkle, a little spice in your life. Is there There's a no picture? Because the, there's no picture, like but I gotta tell waste. you, I feel like we're real close to having found your recipe. The next chapter is called "Soup for All Occasions." Hmm. Soup for all occasions. Yes. This, yeah. This is just like most of this stuff is like you're dressing soup up, like the condensed soup with other stuff. There's a lot okay. of cultural appropriation, but it's nothing we haven't seen no in doubt. the 60s and 70s. Right. So there's a Chinese beef soup. Oh. That's just like, you know, they took beef soup. And they put the five soup in it or something. 
no, 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 no. God forbid. They put some water chestnuts. They put some water chestnuts, a can of mushrooms, and a teaspoon of soy sauce in it. And now it's Chinese. An Islander's Delight, which is condensed chicken with rice soup with a diced apple and chopped green pepper and curry powder in it. That sounds horrible. Oh, all righty then. But the rest of it, like, none of it is, like, appalling, except yeah. that it's, like, it's more anger-inducing right. shit. And then they have something called Festival Chowder, which, no! once again, no, no. once again... That's a no. That's yeah, a no for they me. Just, they, take, they take two cans of condensed cream of chicken soup and then put all of the things that would make it a regular fucking chowder... In there. Make it inedible. Yeah. <laughs> and then they have Fisherman's Terrine, which is again oh. condensed chicken gumbo soup and condensed tomato soup. And then you add in all of the like fish and shit that would make it a Manhattan clam chowder. But they have Manhattan clam chowder. Like what <laughs> right. you guys they, which they just described not five pages yeah. before. So there's also I need to note just for our Jewish roots that like they have something called <laughs> quick. <laughs> They have something called quick borscht, but not borscht. Like they don't spell it with a T at the end. Just it's just B O R B O R S C H. What? And it's, Why do you think that's a typo? No, I think they mean it. And it's just it's a can of beef broth and a can of beets. <laughs> that's basically what borscht is. I though. mean, to be fair, I'm like, not that upset about it. I would probably eat. I mean, that's like. So then I feel like there's many a Yiddish mama yeah. in Brighton Beach making the borscht, making using that recipe I mean, because and I get but that. I'm just annoyed. I'm just annoyed. It's like, only a thing. You know, just like it was one. All of the cultural appropriation is one thing. But then like stay the fuck away from the food of my people. Like yeah. you probably it's yeah. probably Jews that you union busted. So like, fuck you. Like, oh, you know what? We do need to talk about this a little bit. The very last recipe is called appetizer parfait. Oh, God. Yeah. Which is oh, it's again just, yeah. a savory it's parfait v- is not a friend of mine. I do not want to meet a it's savory V8, parfait on the road. Consomme and gelatin chilled in little sherbet glasses, and then sir, and then and then Ew. topped with sour cream. Ew. Which I just, of course, it is. Do they garnish it with a Vienna sausage? No, they don't. They probably should. They make a lot of puns on the word soup. Like they use the word super, but spelled like soup. So, okay. Next chapter is called serve a can of gravy. What? I know. So basically in this chapter, they're taking my favorite food and destroying it in every recipe because they suggest that you use a, like one of their cans, right? A soup as gravy. gravy. No, they actually have canned gravy. They have canned mushroom gravy. Oh, they do. They have canned chicken gravy. They have canned mushroom gravy, and they have canned beef gravy, condensed. And so now they suggest that you take those gravies and you dress them up a little bit because the sauce is everything. So, well, you agree with that, Nama. You know the sauce what? is everything. Gravy is everything, and they've ruined <laughs> it. So, like, I don't even know if there's. They have yeah. a mushroom olive sauce that they suggest you put over fried liver. Uh, oh, which, yeah. Holy night. Which is, yeah, which is their mushroom gravy dressed up with some onion, a hard boiled egg, sliced stuffed mm. olives, and red wine, which which is optional, oh. obviously. Which, like, for. F- on top of ch- like on top of fried liver, just fuck you, Campbell's. Well, to be fair, liver has a real strong taste, so I would be happy with putting anything on top of that. But 
I mean, fucking I love gross. Liver, but like, I want a little pickle, a little mustard, and I want you to shut the fuck up about gravy is what I want. Chopped liver is totally different than a fried liver liver situation, which is just stinky and sinewy and smelly, and um, Mary, I listen. makes me want to vomit. You actually, you cannot give me that recipe because okay. I will. I, I will refuse rise. to acknowledge the gravy recipes. All right. Well, that's fine. Okay, so then the next chapter is taking what they just did with gravy and just calling it Jiffy Sauces. <coughs> so now you're supposed to take any soup, really, and turn it into a sauce just because, like, if you thin it only a little, it's, a s- it's sauce consistency. That's correct. And the truly infuriating thing about this chapter is that a subsection of it, even though they've just explained that they have a million cans of gravy is quick made gravies what yeah what the fuck is wrong with this cookbook i don't know so like they've just they've had this is literally the next chapter and now they're like here you can make a super gravy obviously with a pun on soup again for fried chicken roast beef pork pork chops or hamburgers by mixing a can of condensed cream of celery chicken mushroom or golden mushroom soup wait a little bit of water stop pause What's the difference mm-hmm. between mushroom and golden mushroom? I don't know, but they appear to only use the golden mushroom soups in like quote unquote oriental recipes. Well, that's offensive as fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm real mad at Campbell's oh, right now. I was thinking of the yeah, that's wow. Okay. So so this is just it's like I'm thinning it out with a little bit of Ew. water, but then thickening it up with a little bit of flour. <laughs> Just fuck these people. I think I forgot yeah. to note that at the very, very beginning of this cookbook, in the introduction, they talk about shortcuts in your kitchen. And this is a quote. You only need to spend an average of 90 minutes a day in the kitchen as compared with the five hours your mother used, thanks to convenience foods and better packaging. Which, like, fuck. If you're spending 90 minutes making any of these recipes, then you're doing it wrong or you're making it five Nine, times. Well, like, that's know, what I don't understand. Lunch and dinner. Um, so, oh, I guess so, still, they suggest. Well, breakfast is a quick, is a quick V8 consomme <laughs> shake. With a little sherbet on top. I mean, that's no time at all. What infuriates me is this idea, and we'll we'll see it when we get to Jello and Jello salads again too. Is this idea that like we've created convenience foods, so women, you are free from the chains that bound you to the kitchen, but you still need to show your husband that you are a competent homemaker and that you care yeah, and that you love right. this work that you are by mm-hmm. nature designed to do. So we have to add, like we've made this cooking convenient, but we have to add the work back in there's so much more complexity exactly there's no reason then you then you might as well make a delicious meal from scratch and cut out all this bullshit yeah okay so so that's the gravy and the sauce chapters that pissed me off the most and then the chap the next chapter is called take a can of beans Um, and not surprisingly, the most of these most of these recipes are like pretend Mexican recipes. Ew. Okay. Like, that's who All right. Beans. With the queso. 
Yeah, what exactly. But there, like, then there's a lot of like, quote unquote, oriental recipes again, where it's just the same. Right. They took out the che- the cheddar cheese from the Mexican recipes and they added soy sauce instead and some water chestnuts. Right. Same recipes. Right. Of but course. where this chapter mm-hmm. really loses me is the subsection called beans with fruit accent, which is just not okay. So recipe number one is called beans and fruit medley. What fruit is this? And it's a hat. You you cook. What fruit are they you, talking about? What? Because if it's not a tomato, it's going to make I, me hurl. I mean, it's not. Yeah. So it's a it's a quarter cup of sliced celery that you cook in butter until tender. And then you add a can <laughs> okay. of beans and beef in tomato sauce and a half a cup of canned apricot halves. <sighs> Which uh, with a generous dash of oh. cinnamon and a dash oh of ground cloves, and then you heat, and then you just heat and stir it now and then. It says it actually says, "quote stir now and then." Next is the tropical bean skillet. What have we They're learned about tropical racist, recipes? And they also involve pineapple, bananas. Oh, bananas! Okay, so this is a quarter pound of link sausage. And you cook that until it's done and you pour off the fat because you wouldn't want this to be unhealthy. Um, you're already going to have a heart attack from the sodium. So don't, exactly don't fuck right. around with the fat. So don't overdo it. Um, then you add a can of beans and beef in tomato sauce again. Okay. Two tablespoons of slivered almonds, a medium green tipped because you want it to be a little firm banana sliced. Some brown sugar and some dry oh, mustard. God. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what's going on now. No one there's does. There's so much happening. No one does. Brown sugar. Yeah. And there's just variations on that. So there's one that's a peachy bean bake, which is the same thing as Ew. the apricot one. Oh, though, with that's peaches. grosser, though. That is much more disgusting. <laughs> I mean, a firm banana isn't that sweet. But then you add peaches. Like, you want to talk about fucking mm-hmm. cloying? Gross. And then they suggest a crisp bean salad. Oh, what is involved in a crisp bean salad? Do tell. I'll tell you. It starts with a can of pork and beans with tomato sauce. Well, there's nothing crisper than that. So great. And then you mix that with celery, onion, green pepper, a little vinegar and salt. You do serve it over crisp salad greens. They specify that the salad greens should be crisp. (laughs) I know. Oh, does this taste zippy to you? No. Yes. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Try a can of spaghetti is the next chapter. Oh, so this is making SpaghettiOs. Remember when spaghetti was a rare treat? It had to be when it took dozens of ingredients, endless stirring and blending, Long hours of simmering to make a really good spaghetti sauce. Now you can serve spaghetti and macaroni as often as you like in a variety of ways and quickly, in just the time it takes to open a can of Franco-American and heat the contents. Oh, hey. Yeah. So it's all so they exactly- literally wasted a sheet of paper by... On, on opening on a can of SpaghettiOs. Yeah. So... The first recipe is a Neapolitan skillet supper, which, by the way, is just SpaghettiOs with <laughs> with some bacon, chopped onions, and cooked green beans mixed into it. Then... I would eat the shit out of that. Just give me that. Because I... I... Listen, I'm not going to lie. I fucking love SpaghettiOs, but this is... I also... Okay. 
but there is no need. There's no you need for you to tell me how to make spaghetti. Guess what I do? I read at grade level. And if I can read it on the can, I think we're good. I don't have to go to a second but they location. they do have to, like, you might not have the imagination to consider a spaghetti and seafood continental. <laughs> Which oh, is... God. I, I mean... I can't. I feel like I have the will of life. So yeah. no, I wouldn't want to have that. It's two cans of spaghetti and tomato sauce with cheese or Italian style spaghetti and tomato cheese sauce. I don't understand what the difference oh, is. I didn't even know that they made different kinds of SpaghettiOs. That's interesting. Go. Okay. Uh, with a little bit of chopped onion, a seven ounce can of crab. So it's Ooh. a canned crab. And then a little bit of lemon juice and a little par- bit of parsley for color. That's it. You just mix that all together and heat it. I'm so yeah. grossed out right now. Yeah, it's real gross. And then my personal gross. nightmare, my personal nightmare, spaghetti with zucchini. Oh, oh Nama. You can't oh, give me this one because it'll be like liver. One. I can't it, eat I it. I know. I know. So gross. It's exactly as it sounds. It's a it's a can of spaghetti. It's a can with zucchini. of spaghetti and zucchini. <laughs> That's it. There's some mushrooms in a, again with their fucking one one eighth of a teaspoon of oregano. Um oh my okay. god. Do you want to hear about skillet tuna roni? <laughs> <laughs> I have something to say. This is the fourth one we've done yeah. now, mm-hmm. right? Yes. But in none of these has there been margarine well, like they I thought there would say be. Butter I or really margarine. was expecting a lot of margarine because I feel like we can all agree that margarine is Satan's fat. <laughs> the worst of all fats, is it not? It's like both tasteless and bad for you as it turns out. So where, where's the margarine, guys? Come on. Listen, it's in here. It's just, it turns out you don't actually need extra margarine when you're cooking with SpaghettiOs. I guess that's true. Okay. So then. I cannot, I can't believe that they have the fucking chutzpah to use 10 pages on how to like chop up hot dogs or put beans (laughs) in your fucking can of SpaghettiOs. That is some balls we're, we're transitioning into convenient casseroles and skillet meals and most of it is like exactly the kind of casseroles you expect there's a lot of cream of mushroom soup right but the one that really pisses me off is called <laughs> it's called tomato cheese and mac because much like our new england chowder oh no they're they're making you use is, like 15 not, different cans to make tomato soup or something right well Tomato cheese and mac, let's face it, is fucking SpaghettiOs. That's That's all tomato cheese and mac is. So this is celery, onion, their fucking one-eighth teaspoon of oregano, because that's as much oregano as anyone can handle in 1970. Wow, they're really heavy-handed, though, with the oregano. I mean, oregano seems to be the only spice that they will use. I found some parsley at some point, but that's it. Cooked in butter or margarine. And then you add... Oh, well, there's my margarine. Yeah. No, this whole Saints time it's alive. been butter and margarine. Okay. All it's right. Been one, so one can of condensed cheddar cheese soup and one can of condensed tomato soup. And then you mix it. You, so you mix all of that together and that's your sauce. And then you put fucking macaroni in it. 
and then you like you have breadcrumbs on top and you put it all you know, in the I was oven. thinking, well, maybe because the, the pasta is going to be, maybe they want the pasta to be al dente because you're not going to get that from SpaghettiOs. But if they're putting it in the fucking oven with some breadcrumbs on yeah. top, then fuck that. Any, that's rude. It's just, why? Why are no, you it's doing just, this? No, it's just you remade SpaghettiOs. You remade spaghettios. That's all you did. That's you remade right. SpaghettiOs. It's maddening. Okay. I hate them. Every one of them. I am right there with you. Now we're in versatile salads and dressings. And as you can imagine, the worst of them are the molded salads. So this ranges from just straight V8 aspic, which is nothing but V8 juice and gelatin. And I'm sort of grateful to them for not fucking around with it more. To something called a cheese and nut mold. Woo! That sounds putrid. Yeah. So it's it's a, a package of lemon jello. Oh God, there it comes. All right. A, made with so it's lemon jello made with a cup of cottage cheese. Ew. Three yeah, three quarters of a cup of mayonnaise, a half a cup of chopped green pepper, a half a cup of chopped walnuts, and two tablespoons of chopped pimentos. Well, frankly, look, this is this is where we're comfortable. I've kind of at this point I'm letting the mayonnaise the mayonnaise and fucking cottage cheese just wash over me. I'm like, yeah, well, we've been down this road before. How's a molded cucumber and olive salad sound? Well, that sounds fucking disgusting. Why don't you talk about it a little bit? That one is lemon gelatin made with Ew, lemon gel yeah. well does the acid of nope. the lemon I guess is the al- acid of it's the lemon a it does sweet it lemon jello. It's just sugar lemon extract jello. There's no acid. When was the last time you had a lemon jello? When's the last time you had jello? I mean I don't when. even when I haven't I was, been hospitalized when was, recently. When I was fucking like, around I with these recipes know. and I made a creamy pimento loaf. And that was lemon jello and it is Ugh. sweet. There's nothing Jeez. tart about it. It was shiny and opaque. Why is it be so shiny and opaque? It looked sweaty, but it wasn't sweaty. It wasn't. It was horrible. Okay. So. Oh my God. It's like Chris Christie in the form of food. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. In exactly the way that he's like, you know, he should be sweating, but he does not appear to actually be sweating. <laughs> he just gives an aura of, of perspiration. Yes. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. That's these jello molds. Okay, so so this is lemon jello with onion, cucumber, and sliced stuffed olives. That's it. Yeah, it's horrible. You you serve all of these on crisp crisp salad greens, by the way. Well, of course you're going to serve it on a crisp salad green because friends, you are nothing if mm-hmm. not laid on a bed of iceberg. I know. And the one that irritates me the most is called Dieter's Delight. Oh, is my margarine in there? Hello, no, margarine. but it's infuriating because I don't understand what, like how this is in a diet. So it's a, a can of condensed beef broth, two tablespoons of chili sauce or ketchup, two tablespoons of vinegar, one tablespoon. All right, well, of- wait a second. As we know, as we have learned, mm-hmm. ketchup is very low in calories. Right. But that's not the point. I'm sure that but beef wait, consomme wait. is also. Okay. All right. Okay. Then there's an ounce of crumbled blue cheese in it. What? Yeah. So you've just made like a canned beef broth blue cheese dressing. That doesn't sound that bad. It doesn't sound that good. It also doesn't sound no, that No, it doesn't diet. sound that good. It doesn't sound that Well, I mean, paleo, not paleo, um, Atkins. Look at Every single person on Atkins has had a heart attack. That's 
not true. The guy, Atkins guy, he did not die from a heart attack. He died because he had, I think, a brain aneurysm. From fat? Maybe. I don't know. All right. There is a dessert chapter, but I don't want to oversell it. But they do insist on telling you about the quick tomato spice cake, which is a package of spice tomato cake mix. spice cake. Okay. It's a, a All right. package okay. of spice cake mix with a can of tomato soup condensed, a half a cup of water, and two eggs. And you just mix all of those ingredients together. If you want to, you can put in some chopped walnuts and bake as directed. And then you frost that with cream cheese frosting. That, I don't feel like... Oh, I don't fuck. feel like tomato goes in there. So that's the end. For fuck's sake. Yeah. There's... Well, listen. I mean, I think that there's no doubt that you and I are going to be making drinks. I feel like we probably need to make the drinks. I... That is the grossest <laughs> shit I have I ever to, heard. I, I gotta go we back to these. Co- it'll be cocktail night. It'll, it'll be, be cocktail, cocktail night. Nights. Wait, I gotta look them up. Where the fuck are the... Is that chapter? Okay. The two, I think, most egregious ones were frisky sour and beef frisky sour <laughs> okay, no there so there are three really awful ones there's frisky sour there's be- <laughs> there's beef fizz and there's v8 alamode i'm going to give you I want to volunteer as tribute. You're gonna Please do, give I, me the frisky, frisky sour. sour. But wait a minute. Does that leave me with like V8 a la mode? <laughs> you get V8 a la mode. Well, yeah, I can't oh possibly God. do that with my lactose intolerance. So <laughs> No, it's lime sherbet. It's dairy free. And I hate tomato juice. Sherbet. Oh. All right. Well, you want to make the. Can I? Can we? You want to make the frisky can sour? I frisky sour. Oh, I can't believe I'm volunteering yes. for fucking frisky sour. I am hoping that this becomes my new cocktail. <laughs> I'll do beef fizz. What it does, and that one, the beef no, fizz so, has sherbet on no, it. No, no, right? no. The the it's the V8 a la mode that has the sherbet in it. What is the beef fizz? The beef fizz is beef broth <laughs> with cup <laughs> soda. It's. it's bu- It's bubbly beef broth. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? What? I'm going to make all three. No. And we're just going to have a take. Yeah, I, I think, think we I think we both have to. Okay, we're all, we're going to make all three. Listen, the first two are basically the same ingredients. That's fine. <laughs> and then, oh, V8 a la mode. That one's going to kill me. Oh, I'm so excited. It's going to be Campbell's cocktail night. Oh, yes. Our children can try all of these. Yes, they can. I might put a little gin in mine just for posterity. Listen, you have to try it straight first. Of course. All right. Of course. I'm a purist, if nothing else. All right, listener. It's been a long night of some really atrocious labor law violations and frisky sours. (gasps) We made it to the other side of the rainbow, though. So, you know, it's all good. Camels was harder to get through than I thought, man. We, I know I you were skeptical like, in the middle of it. Listener, Nama said maybe we shouldn't even do Campbell's. I, know, I said, I push think, through, Nama, push through. I don't think and I look, realized how broke mad through I to the other side for some of the shit they pulled. This like capitalist bullshit that they pulled in the min- middle, it's with the fucking chowders, and you see it in the cookbooks. Buy 27 cans so that you can replicate the one fucking uh, can that we have in the mad. first place. I All know. Right. Listen, everyone, don't put super. It doesn't belong. All right. Never do that. It's 
<laughs> but if you're going to, please enjoy it with a nice glass of club soda and V8. Frisky Sours. Oh, love you, mean it. Yeah, yeah. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. Black and What's that smell?